Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up three cents at 6.37 and three quarters. March soybeans up 25 and a quarter cents at 15.53 and three quarters. March Chicago wheat up two and a half cents at 7.71 and a half. March Kansas City wheat up three and a quarter at 7.89 and a half. March spring wheat up four and a quarter at 9.19 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, much appreciated. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, guys. Hit that like button. Help me to grow this channel. My goal is to get my subscriptions up to five. 5,000. And uh, you can certainly help me do that. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan in the upper right-hand corner. I send a ton of information out to my subscribers, guys, for $49.99 a month. This is a monthly subscription that you can cancel at absolutely any time. And part of that subscription, you get my emails, my text messages, my subscriber-only videos, which have become very popular. I did a video yesterday regarding new crop corn and soybean marketing. Uh, What am I doing? What am I suggesting? What are my general thoughts here? How do we manage risk in these markets? Uh, If you have some interest in that, uh, if you want to see this stuff, I do five or six videos a week. There's one sent out every business day and in weather markets on weekends. Give that deal a shot. Brazilian soybean production estimates continue to fall and fall sharply. We had two more well-followed entities or groups reduce their estimates yesterday. Stonex Brazil uh, reduced their estimate to 126.5 million metric tons, down from 134 previously. That's a big cut. Uh, Well-followed crop scout Dr. Michael Cordonier pegged the crop at 130 million metric tons, down from 134 previously, and he maintains a downward bias. USDA still has their projection at 139 million, and they are likely, uh, in my opinion, to reduce that estimate in next week's crop production and WASDE report. Now, the obvious implication here would be for U.S. soybean exports. Why is the soybean market rallying? Well, I think it's the expectation that uh, there will be some loss in Brazilian in Brazilian soybean exports, and that it will be the gain of the United States. When it comes to soybean exports, there's really only two games in town globally. It's Brazil and the U.S., and that's about it. Argentina is a very, very distant third when it comes to soybean exports. They're big processors. They export meal and oil, but not uh, the whole bean. So, you know, if you look at this thing very broadly and you look at some of the numbers, let's say USDA has to reduce its production estimate for Brazil by 10 million metric tons, right? They say they go from 139 down to 129. 10 million metric tons is 367 million bushels. That's that's larger than the entire U.S. carryout. Um, so how much are they going to reduce their export projection uh, for Brazil? Well, last month, interestingly enough, they reduced the crop estimate by 5 million, but they left the export projection for Brazil unchanged at 94 million. I would assume that that export projection, 94 million for Brazil, has to come down. How much does it come down by and how much of that comes to the U.S.? I would assume that that any of it, uh, any beans that can't be bought from Brazil come to the U.S., but, you know, does the demand base stay steady despite these high prices? High prices, you know, very often, most often result in reduced demand. But you've got to assume that, that, that the export uh, number for Brazil comes down and that some of it comes to the U.S. And I think a lot of that could be new crop business. I think some of it could be old crop business. But that's the the big implication here is that, you know, U.S. soybean 
uh, export demand picks up and, and picks up uh, at a really good clip here. And um, that's that's the story, guys. I mean, we're, we're talking uh, uh, hundreds of millions of bushels being taken away uh, from Brazil, and some of that demand has to come elsewhere. So that's what's really driving this thing. You could certainly make the argument that speculative money has a lot to do with it, and speculative money in the soybean market has a story here. They've got a story to latch on to, and, and that's not something that you have in every commodity market. We do have some snow and rain moving across portions of the U.S. Uh, this morning. I haven't talked about U.S. weather much. doesn't matter a whole lot for the markets this time of year. But your uh, HRW wheat areas in Kansas in particular uh, caught some snow uh, here overnight. I'm not sure what the amounts were. I don't know if it was anything fantastic. Um, but, you know, this drought remains active in the U.S. Plains, Texas to North Dakota. Some of it's been alleviated, but you've still got an active drought. Um, you look at the next seven days here, really not a whole lot following this uh, for the Southern Plains, for Kansas or for Oklahoma. And then you're dry in the six to 10. So this is not... Um, like a huge event, but certainly something to be aware of. If you look at the USDA's most recent drought map, 68% of U.S. winter wheat areas experiencing a drought. So this is absolutely an issue. It's not anything that's going to move the market today, I don't believe, but uh, certainly something to pay attention to, especially as we get closer to springtime. The U.S. Trade Rep's office says that China has failed to meet its phase one trade deal commitments. Uh, this is nothing that we didn't already know. Deputy U.S. Trade Rep Sarah Bianchi said this yesterday. She said, uh, discussions with Beijing are ongoing. Quote, you know, it's really clear that the Chinese haven't met their commitment in phase one. That's something we're going to address. She told that to a, a trade association. China pledged, of course, to increase purchases of U.S. farm and manufactured goods, energy and services by $200 billion above 2017 levels for the 2020 and 2021 calendar year. This deal, of course, was initially uh, signed by President Trump in January of 2020. Estimates suggest that China has only reached about 60% of that goal. We will see some final trade data for 2021 from the Census Bureau next week. A spokesperson for China's embassy said this in response. Um, they essentially said, despite the impact of COVID-19, global recession and uh, supply chain disruptions, they've still worked to uh, hit the goal. So China says uh, COVID was the problem. The U.S. says they haven't made the commitment. Uh, the one take home here maybe from all of this is that the deputy U.S. trade rep did not identify any steps whatsoever that the uh, Biden administration is taking or plans to take in regard to the deal. So I don't know if this is, is fresh news, but I figured I'd give you guys an update on the situation. Argentina corn and soybean country will see some scattered rains and mostly cooler temperatures over the next week. So in Argentina, I mean, scattered rains, not huge rains. Um, is is this enough for the crops? Maybe it is in some areas. Some crops won't get enough. Temperature is going to be cooler. You're going to see some heat return to Argentina about this time next week, and it's going to last five to six days. Um, is that forecast accurate? It, does it have a detrimental impact on the crops? That's certainly possible. And that forecast, you know, a week out is certainly subject to change. In Brazil, you know, they're harvesting beans in central and northern areas. They've been kind of wet. wet. Uh, they're also planting that second and larger corn crop. Uh, southern areas of Brazil, and this is your big problem area down here, guys, uh, South Brazil, that's where all the, the crop losses in regard to beans are being seen. Uh, they're going to be a little bit drier, kind of scattered rains. But again, I think in, re in regard to Brazil, the damage is done in regard to the beans. We're now going to be focused on the second corn crop. What are the crop prospects there? 
USDA did report some flash sales of corn and soybeans yesterday. U.S. exporters sold about 4 million bushels of corn to Mexico and about 5 million bushels of soybeans to China for new crop delivery. So China buying new crop beans again, and we've seen this uh, kind of turn into a trend here. They're not buying big amounts, 5 million bushels at a time, but that's going to start to add up. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with the situation uh, in Brazil, certainly. Fed officials said this week that they want to avoid unnecessary disruption to the U.S. economy. So we've got this general expectation that the Fed will hike their Fed fund rate by 25 basis points in March. A 50-point hike, I believe, would be a surprise. San Francisco Fed Chief Mary Daly, she's one of the more dovish members of the board, I guess you could say, said that rates could rise as early as March, but that any additional hikes need to be, quote, gradual and not disruptive. Other Fed members, a little bit more hawkish, Kansas City Fed Chief Esther George said, I do not think the Federal Reserve is going to have to move deliberately in regard to its decisions to begin to withdraw accommodation. Uh, Atlanta Fed Chief Bostic said this, we're not set on any particular trajectory. The Fed will tell us what is happening. Uh, Bostic said that if month-on-month price change is moderated, Uh, from current high levels by late spring or early summer, he might need to adjust his rate forecast. And he expects three rate hikes this year and does not favor a 50 basis point hike. So, you know, different Fed members saying different things, some more dovish, some more hawkish. But I think in any case, you've got to go with the idea that you're going to see a 25 basis point uh, hike in March in all likelihood. The cattle market was higher yesterday and we had a cattle inventory report, which was friendly. Uh, Market could have done better. I mean, we were up 80 or 90 cents. We did post some fresh life of contract highs in that April live cattle contract. Uh, There was some cash cattle trade, 137 to 141 reported, just light trade yesterday. Uh, The boxes were actually sharply lower, down three to four dollars. In the outside markets, the US dollar is down and down sharply. The S&P 500 is up 36 points. The Dow's up 17. Bonds are up a little bit. Precious metals just marginally higher. Crude oil is up 12 cents in the March WTI contract at 88.32. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.